Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Nicholas Van Orton's Big Birthday Bash Suicide Party. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. They just fuck you and they fuck you and they fuck you. And then when you think it's all over, well, that's when the real fucking starts. I just found myself laying naked on the beach near Ibiza and all of a sudden it clicked. October 12th. Nikki's birthday. October 11th. Whatever. I don't care about money. I'm pulling back the curtain. I want to meet the wizard. Cue the theme song. Write this number down. It's a 24-hour consumer recreation services hotline for emergencies only. So don't call asking what the object of the game is, figuring that out is the object of the game. So fuck. Thank you. Fuck you, Nate. Fuck you, Nate. Fuck you. Then just when you think it's all being creative on the spot <laughs> see if you can do better 1997 uh from one of my favorite directors david fincher um we got a pretty stacked cast in michael douglas sean penn um deborah Kara unger who you might remember from payback i'm not i can't recall other movies specifically she's been in but uh james Reebhorn and some other faces you would recognize for sure um, including Ilsa, who's Carol Baker, who you would recognize as the evil mother from Kindergarten Cop. Pod favorite. Oh, Get down. that's right. We got to add that to the list. <laughs> no doubt. Um, brought, cost $70 million, pretty staggering, um, and brought in 109 and found some longevity. People found this to be a uh, taut psychological thriller what would you call this mom, yeah through mom says it was taught i'd call yeah. it a no i won't get into that let's go yeah 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 let's go um my history with this movie specifically for me is i've seen this a couple of times over the years the first time i saw this one something intrigued me about it and then the second time i watched it something was wrong with it is how i felt and every time i've watched it since there has been that something wrong with it and um, so then I decided to take a hand in starting a podcast and learning what it might mean to review movies from my perspective, at least. And so I've done all that prep work t- to reach this moment to dissect the game. I would say that my, <laughs> my uh, experience with this movie is that I've watched it a lot, uh, yep. like probably once every couple of years. Really? And I've always let... Uh, given this movie a certain amount of uh, rope, or I've given it yep. a lot of leeway, um, because there's things I like about it, and um, we watch it for the show, and we'll see if that still works. Because there's, your... there's no leash on the show; you get no rope when we do it for the show. No, well, no, unfortunately, it just changes no. the way you look at it. You're like, is this good? Listen to yeah. our Terminator one episode where we, re- <laughs> yeah. we reviewed it as an A movie, and it, it, uh, that didn't work out too well for Terminator. Uh, what, <laughs> what was your what, what was your history with the game, Brent? Um, so I saw this in the theater when it came out. Uh, mm. It was a big release, if I remember right. It was a big, exciting movie. Everyone was pumped for. I went to see it. Upon seeing it, I didn't like it. Um, it just and I never have. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I watched it this time for the pod. I yeah. fucking, I, oh, that's it's, it, to eh? be, That's it, man. I I watched oh, it wow. the one time, and it just wasn't right to me. I just I was because it felt, it felt like a step too far at the moment. And like I think about, it, I was a young guy, right? And I'd watch this movie, and this felt too far for a guy then. So, um, I wonder how that would change as I get older. I'm willing to tell you 
Well, let's um, think about this is that this is Fincher's second kind of big movie. Uh, this is his follow-up to Seven. This is his second theatrical release, yeah. And Seven, yeah. he had a real problem with the studio. He almost never directed movies he did, again. He went back he had, and directed like 30 music videos before he came back and did this shit again. After, after he, so he did Alien 3, which was the first time a studio... He was replacing someone else, but that if you look up the story on that one, it, it's... Even though it won an award for effects, an Oscar for effects, it's like a giant piece of shit and they couldn't get it straight and he didn't want to be attached to it. But yeah, then he come, he went away and like Colin said, did a whole bunch of like music videos. He worked for uh, ILS uh, for the, the Lucasfilm company. He worked on a Star Wars movie. He worked on an Indiana Jones movie. This guy um, shot like... And he, like he has so much experience before he got into to Hollywood. It he was, has like hundreds of... If you look at his IMDb, he has hundreds of music videos and commercials that he no, shot. I, like I have seen that. Nine Inch Nails stuff too. Like some yeah, yeah. interesting this shit guy he's directed, done. He was directing... He was the, he was the most cutting edge like the in-demand... TV commercial and music video director when he He's, was trying before and he that's why he didn't need to get into the movies and I think that's why after Aliens he was like fuck this I'll just go back and do what I like doing yeah well, he apparently wanted to do this first but Brad Pitt became available so yeah. they did seven yep and so, yeah so, so I mean this I is think a, that's a lucky turn of events to tell you the truth because seven is so fucking good oh, still but, but it put a, a it put a lot of stress though on this movie as the follow-up because I, I think I was expecting a lot from it and Seven is like basically a perfect movie. Yeah, he's a victim uh, of his it, success the success at that point. Kind of, yeah. It's almost like nothing could compare. But uh, like to be fair though, this this movie has problems um, that I think we'll get into. He, he's done videos for Justin Timberlake, Perfect Circle, Rolling Stones, Michael Jackson, Madonna, George Michael, Aerosmith. Don Henley Sting, right? So like, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty incredible resume. So like behind the camera, this guy's got so many chops. Um, and one thing I will say is that this movie's directing is pretty terrific. Okay, yeah, so you directing know what? is not the problem. Cinematography, dude. like the the whole uh, the, uh, the whole look and feel of the opening, being on old real film and stuff like that to set things up it's a weird it's a weird dreary opening um and then you know his his just his movies flow and they get you to focus on who you're looking at who you're supposed to be looking at and you're never like confused as to where you are ever yeah. in a fincher movie ever you always know what's up yeah and well, uh no that's true yeah I was going to say it's just from aside from the obvious suspense. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the purpose yeah, of the story is like when you're meant to be confused. Up. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so this would have been his third, but we misspoke then because John is correct. His first movie after Aliens 3 was 7. But it yeah. sounds like that's not his... Um, Aliens didn't sound like that was like a legitimate first movie for him. Kind of not. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, to be pulled in as a replacement and then just for the movie itself, like that's that's a big story right, franchise. He just fought. He just fought. You're basically the, the secondary and, unit at that point. Yeah, yeah he and they're with, like, put a spider in it. It'll be awesome. He fought with the, <laughs> he fought he fought with the studio and he fought with the he didn't like the writing and and he was right. I mean, Aliens Three is one of the worst Aliens movies. Let's be honest. Um, is that the one where the thing gives birth to a Ripley baby? Historic, yeah. The yeah, the Ripley, the, the Ripley <laughs> one. Is Jesus so bad. Christ! <laughs> and then there's been other alien movies, mostly but, with but Predator. They're all but bad, those suck but too. This one, but yeah. this one was probably, I think, in my opinion, this is the my least favorite of the aliens movies. Yeah. So there's um, a lot of bad ones. Don't get me but, wrong. Well, maybe but yeah, Prometheus so then, is worse than this. I don't know. So so this one, it's funny. Um, in seven which is interesting you can see some of the how different seven is from a lot of his movies this one is more the look and feel of what fincher movies become like social network when you start to think of that movie and just that has such a fincher look to it it's hard to describe because it's in how he frames his shots and how like the color palettes work it's just so appealing it's the cinematography this is the beginning of that yeah like it seems to be matter of fact right yeah the, but like when you're looking at things, it's Sorry, but Colin. the the way it looks is very clean and and um, 
It has a really clean, cool look to it. All of maybe that's stuff. what I'm thinking when I say matter of fact, because it is very, it's very clean. It's very crisp. Like John yeah. said earlier too, you never wonder where you are. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you don't. It's the thing about it that I love is that when you watch Fincher, like when I watch Seven, at the end of it, I'm like, holy fuck, that's great. That directing is great. All of that works but you don't think about it as much while you're watching it, right? Because you're so captivated and it works so effectively as a storytelling device. I think that's yeah. what's super effective about Fincher. Yeah, I think so too. And then it, it wasn't in this movie where he started. It was in Fight Club, which would be his next project after this, where he started to do more of the camera tricks and use effects to his benefit, flying through the garbage can or moving a camera through a floor. Yeah, and he but started he, to like... He went down a on. rabbit hole with that and, and that was a mistake. <clears throat> Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right because he tried that shit in Panic Room. Yeah, yeah. He decided that that was going to be his thing now, where he would go through like walls and air ducts and stuff, and it was like really lame. And then he stopped doing it, and then he went to like like the Social Network and other movies like that have none of his new movies have none of that in them. So, yeah, I think he just thought that shit was cool. Still better than well, it was. It was cool, yeah, but it's like something to be used like once in a movie f- and for impact. That's the other part. Like at least he's trying to use it to do something like moving th- through a building in an unusual way can bring you from like a big wide open space into a confined space really weirdly. But it's not something you want a whole movie to be based on or your no. whole career to be based on. It just no, like, and that's it worked, a cool trick. It works so well in seven or in, in Fight Club, the way he used it to tell the story with the narration and stuff. True. The way he moved through... And then and the Panic Room, which is uh, this screenplay was just not very good. And actually, I don't even like the directing in that movie, to be honest with you. That might be his worst directing. It's dark, and I yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I watched it recently. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know if I do it for the pod. It's kind of accepted. It's kind of nothing. Bad. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so this opens so, up. Oh, do you want to tell the story? Oh, the story of Nicholas Van Orton, insane, wealthy. <laughs> asshole like you'd expect big banker impersonal treats people like things like bring me my water servant kind of guy um his brother gives him the gift of a game with crs and says it will change his life and uh, change his life indeed it does because it soon goes from something weird and annoying and maybe has potential uh, because nicholas seems pretty desperate for anything in his life other than uh, the tons of money that he's got um, he starts to have some weird things happen and then shit gets real and people are shooting guns at him and there's shit going off everywhere and boom and they're jumping into trash compactors and all crazy stuff happening. Uh, and is it a game or not? I don't know. He's going to have to figure it out because his brother looks like he's going fucking crazy too. They're coming after him for his money. So it's all over the map in the game. Is he going to get away? Is it a game? Is it not a game? And how much did it cost? Let's start there. How much was that bill at the end of the movie? It's at least, it's over a million dollars. It's over a million. It's got to be a few million. I'm I'm saying probably five to 10 million. If you consider the amount of people you'd need to pay off, the amount of permitting, the amount of um, uh, staff and fucking uh, establishments and rentals and all the rest of the shit, right? Yeah. That thing is just going up and up and up. Never mind the fact that, you know, it's a premium service. You're going to tack a nice fucking upgrade on there. So, yeah, I can't imagine this thing being cheap at all. I guess. No. I, and they don't seem like they spare any expense. They don't seem like they cheap no. out on anything. And yet they wince at the bill when they see it. So imagine how Even much Even Nicholas is. winces, right? And that guy does million-dollar deals yeah, for breakfast. Yeah, so, so you know what? I, I'd be comfortable with saying $5 million now then. Brent's right. It's probably over three. I would think that when CRS and Conrad first had their discussion, whoever the real person he talked to is... Um, because I'm not sure if I believe that Conrad played the game. I guess he would have, the way he reacts. He kind of seems like he's also been through it and it changed him, so he knew it would change his brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know how Otherwise Conrad it's a prank, got it. I think. I guess, I guess it is, yeah. But I I guess they would have sat down and they would have said, look, we'll top end cap this at $10 million, but this one with your brother and the way what we're going to need to do, it's probably going to be around 5 And Connie would be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's fuck my brother up. 
Um, I mean, I think I think they do they do seem to they do seem to represent. I mean, with his house and uh, it's his family's old money. Yeah. So like, you'd have to imagine Conrad is very 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 comfortable. If if fucking Nicholas is living in the house and running the company. He, you know, his brother's gonna have a fat fucking what do you call it? A uh, where where you just like have money a nest given egg, to you. Uh, you yeah, just have money trust. given to you, a trust. He'd have like a millions of dollars and some kind of uh yeah. Well, that's the thing. It seems like like the um the elder and younger sibling kind of thing, right? The older one got stuck with the responsibility, right? Yeah, took the the company over, and the younger one. Gets the perks of being a wealthy kid, but none of the responsibility. So he gets to go around and flaunt it. And it's always yeah. the younger one that's more of like the degenerate, more like go out and have fun and carefree. Because, I mean, they take a lot less brunt. And so that, that yeah, stuff and that, works to me. I think so, yeah. too, because his brother does seem like the type of person who are like they represent him when they talk about him in the past and stuff as. You know, he has the money and stuff, but he doesn't really have a purpose or a direction. He's kind of like aimlessly, spontaneously living life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that does Which is work. what I, I'd be doing if I had all that money. I think... Uh, you better I believe think, I'm not sitting in an office every day like fucking Nick Van Oh, yeah, me neither. I'd Money's wasted on the rich, man. Only things <laughs> I love all the yep. time. Once you hit a certain me, number, yeah, you should just be like They done. just give you energy. You do the things that give you energy, and then you avoid all the rest of the things. Yeah. Don't. Why not? And philanthropy and being generous can give you energy, too. You don't have to be selfish with it. Let's buy Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's buy, so, buy t- Twitter and destroy it and get everyone ep- to quit it. He's... Look... Let's not get into this. No, I didn't want to. <laughs> I was just, gonna, it just, just have a laugh and move on. Um, the start <laughs> of this movie, right, gets you into the mindset for who this guy Nicholas is, right? And and they show the uh, his dad. Um, they had a, a suicide situation at their family. Um, and then the way the but game... But no party kinda, for the dad. Did you notice that? He kills himself? No party. Well, right. I think it was at a party. <laughs> I think there was a party going. It was oh, his no. own. It was his own birthday party. He it killed himself. It was his birthday party. Oh, yeah, was it? Okay, well, I missed that. I I'm missed pretty that. sure. I'm pretty I mean, sure it was too, because that's why all those people had gathered around in the driveway because they were at the party. Oh, I just thought it was because a massive house and people are always there. Yeah, no. That could be. He's like wearing a bathrobe and stuff, so well. he like didn't seem like he ever attended that party at all. He was like, "Oh, fucking party! I'd rather just kill myself." And he fucking <laughs> just got on the roof and jumped. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the way that things start out in this movie. It builds a nice, strange but plausibleness to it. Um, and you don't quite understand it all, but it's it's strange, and you can see like, oh, they. They, you know, they somehow took over the newscaster, the newscast. I was thinking about that a bit more. It, uh, that would have been hard to digitally do. <laughs> Not the Australian instrument. Digitally do. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Um, <laughs> so so are we to believe <laughs> are we to believe that it was a digital manipulation or did they like hire that guy uh the newscaster and they'd be like hey come on and sit in on this and we'll we'll beam in and do it what, what are we supposed to believe there do you guys think i gotta believe that it's the real guy but i don't know how it tunes in and out so it's gotta be a digital representation yeah it's I gotta be one of those like uh you know digital representation of a guy talking behind the voice manipulator and whatever which we have technology for now um kind of like pretty good but back then no way so it yeah. does add the question we kind of just think it's sci-fi because the whole movie's based in in a you have to just if you like this movie and you want to buy into it you have to yeah. accept reality is a fucking goner and this yeah. is a whole different world where 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 things are possible that just aren't gonna be here so and I'm okay Go. with accepting that with the digitized stuff, but a lot of as the was others, I. A lot of the other stuff is not not yeah. as easy to take. It's no, just, absolutely. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah, and we're gonna definitely get into that. But but um, when it's practical effects that they're doing, um, they have to they have to be somewhat believable for her to say later, oh, it's all just squibs. 
And it's just like, um, I, that's not how squibs work. And then secondly, the squibs just happen to be placed in like the best spots all the time for exactly where they know he's going to walk. Well, and or how do go they do the car? Run or jump. Yeah, his car had squibs on it somehow. Like, wouldn't you like be able to in look the at windows? Those? Yeah, yeah. In wouldn't the you be able to look at the bullet holes afterwards and realize that they were squibs? Like those things, those things aren't I don't mean, vanish once they go off. They leave a. They would still be there. You can't do that. Like it doesn't make any sense that his car would get riddled with squibs and no, uh, and it insults us. Yes, to yeah. to tell us that. Yeah, I think so too. It does. It's just it. It it's trick it's tr it's tricking us in an unfair way as the audience. Where yeah. does that start though? Let's go back. Where it's, is the I think first it's the, I think it's when they shoot with the gun, right? Because pretty much everything up to then could be explained by by chance or plants or actors. So the whole um, you know going through the restaurant when he meets her, um, and then they start getting they they go to the. Um, the elevator in the building they go in the the ambulance with the guy right and then everyone leaves yeah the lights turn off everyone so takes off yeah like so i don't i don't know how to not get sidetracked while we're doing this but it's the thing that bugs me about this movie is how prepared crs is for everything how they know certain things are going to happen because even like maybe when that guy started choking and she like goes in and starts to help, maybe Nick w ran back inside to get help. And they're like, fuck, if he's not going to come with, and he's like, I'm not going with that guy. What the fuck? And then their whole thing is busted to get him there. So then all those actors be like, all right, we'll try again tomorrow with something different. Well, you're yeah. totally right. The price goes up here. Now we're talking about the bill before we were considering what we saw. Yeah. If we're they, assuming that this is what they're doing, we have to assume that they have fail safes in place. So instead of turning right, <laughs> he turns left. But we have squibs both ways because yeah. who fucking knows, right? Yeah. So double that bill, maybe at least at least fifty percent on top. I guess you could go to a place like her apartment building or her home, whatever that place was where she was staying. You could you could know they're gonna end up being there, and it'd be like whenever they arrive here, we're getting in a shootout, so plant the squibs, you know, two weeks ahead of time. I guess, but shooting at his car and having the squibs go out, like just things like that, are, are too too selling us uh, into into what's happening for it to be a game at the end of the day and all fake. So they they also they try and I feel like they try and cover their tracks by the psychological examinations so that later when you're asking the question, how did they know he was going to go see her? How did they know he was going to do this? How did they know he was going to do that? Because they yeah. have to know for them to be able to set things up. They're like, well, they did a psychological examination on him and it was like really thorough and they figured out how he was going to react to absolutely everything. I no, think that's how they that, try and get away with that. I but think you, you still can't get away with that with a lot of things like no, the squibs. You're no. never going to know what direction him and her are going to run, even if she's leading the way. Yeah. Like, and the squibs go off exactly like where he's his feet are. It doesn't make any sense about the car, the squibs, how even her place, the windows shatter. And the things in the place shatter. And they could like, have fallen and killed. Like he could have rammed, killed himself driving into the dumpster. The dog jumping, chasing yeah, him jumping. that actually goes for his when leg. When they drop like, into the dumpster. They yeah. Kill. And the dog that like, 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 I was like, maybe the dog would just catch him and start licking him if it ever got him. But it's like trained to bark and run. And so people run away and hope to get away. I'm like, but what, if, but what if it like it wasn't? So if he hadn't jumped up on that ladder or because he had like slippery um, elevator cable grease on his hands um, and what, what else he got greasy from her lack of underwears, um, maybe he slips off that ladder that he's climbing and the dog's like, your throat. And they're like, shit. When the dog got his leg, the dog was like vicious. It was going to yeah, it was it gonna whip his faking. leg off. No, it wasn't. So and yeah. then him jumping into the garbage can. Both of those things could have resulted in death, and they would have had no control over the, the, uh, what if Nick kills it? somebody? Never mind him yes. dying. What if yeah. he turns on somebody he driving in a, a car? Yeah, yeah. like that's true. I, that's I was true saying too. another one is like when he gets into the cab, and the cab ends up being in the right place at the right time because they must have had five cabs with drivers circling the block, so he'd be guaranteed. So that quadruples, quintuples the price. Um, I was like, what if while the guy was speeding down the road at 80 miles an hour, Nick is like, I've got this window thing and opens the window and is like, fuck it. Ah! 
and jumps out at 80 and he's like boom, yeah. boom, boom, and he's dead and they're like oh no also just the impact from him hitting the water would have been enough in this in the car that they designed there with a plexiglass front which he does yeah. slam into with his face that alone would have been enough to kill him yeah. or at bare minimum render him completely unconscious the biggest and then what happens to be he wakes up in a hospital like or he wakes up on the dock after someone's p- performed CPR and then they what? And then it's busted. It's over. <laughs> well, but think about his suicide. He jumps off that building uh, through the narrowest spot yeah. available in that glass roof. Yeah. There is Gurger beams all around, man. Like he yeah. so easily could have just fu- like if he's trying to kill himself, he's not concerned with fucking nailing no. that no. fucking hole or he's falling on his back. Maybe yeah. you do a header, and then like even with the 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 impact um, air thing and the breakaway glass, if he's going head first, he could still break his neck pretty fucking easy. And we looked this time when we were watching because we've all seen it. We knew what was going to happen. I was like, look at the where he steps up to the edge. There is no marker and no limitation to to bottleneck him through the one spot he needed to jump off. Yeah. So he could have fucking jumped off from any point there and completely missed. And not landed on the X. Never yeah, mind the fact a, that when he falls, they're like, careful, careful, careful. They're like clearing the glass. Yeah. Because it's fucking glass. Well, yeah. someone said they someone said this kind of glass can still cut you. Breakaway glass can still cut you. Oh, they well, wait said a second that. though. Okay, yeah, okay. they no, no, no. That's even worse. That means that they asked the hotel <laughs> to replace all of the glass with breakaway glass so he yeah. could fall through it. How expensive is that? Maybe and those the building girders... was like, what, what's your plan? And they're like, well, he's going to commit suicide, but not really. We'll have a cushion down here. Yeah. And they're like, but what about all those beams? And they're like, we're like we'll 99% remake them as breadsticks. Sure They'll just be <laughs> giant breadsticks. They'll break maybe, away too. And maybe it was them. cake. He and it, the glass is sugar glass, so it's all good. Are, you guys are right about him jumping off the building. There is no fencing anywhere. No. He could have literally jumped off any of the four sides of that building and just died. Or yes. one foot to the left or one foot to the right of where he did jump off, and he's dead by hitting the girders. So, well, like, his chances yeah. for survival of the suicide, I would give him, like, I would almost give him 0%. I would, if you were to ask me... If you were going to do what you were going to do with the limitations and the way it was set up, I'd say he has 0% chance of surviving. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. That that plan had a 0% chance of success. I think so. It's a bad not, plan. Not right on the X. It makes it see, if you don't think about it, then I guess it makes it seem like just this perfect game. But you can't give me a movie and tell me not to think about it because the problem is, is that I'm willing to suspend disbelief for a lot, right? Yep. Like the TV but, news guy, right? Like that like didn't bother me. I would have, and like I a lot of other movies with a lot of crazier premises, I yeah. can buy into your worlds, but this movie doesn't fucking give us that world, right? So this is our world is what we're expected to understand with this. So there's just too much unpredictability and too much that can go wrong. Yeah. So I think we have to assume that those tests that they run on him are so absolute and so precise if we can believe in the science fiction of yeah. them modifying the TV digitally like that with the voice and the image then I think <laughs> we have to think that their ability to test him their neurological testing must be so thorough that they can do a complete brain map and guess exactly <laughs> where he'll go and how. Yeah, they know everything. But I said that I said that though and even when you give them that you cuz I you can give them that even when you do it still won't work. Uh, think about this. So his lawyer... Because of the unpredictability of everybody else in the world? The unpredictability <laughs> of everyone else, the unpredictability of like just like an accident happening when you're going high speeds in a car, driving someone off a pier. What if a car hit that guy before he got to the pier and killed him What if he didn't both? put on his seatbelt? What if they... Yep. What, if, what if they... What if he didn't put on his seatbelt? What if they just hit a bus or something on the way to the pier? When that guy jumps out... That car goes for a long time by itself. Oh, yeah. it a does. long time. So he would have had to have locked the steering wheel and the gas. Again, I have to believe it's a remote operation and that he was always under guidance. He was yeah. going to die still, though. He was going to die. Like, once again, his chancing, uh, chance of survival of that is also very slim. 
Well, I like mean, they could have break the car. Like maybe if he wasn't preparing, they could have like averted somehow remotely. I don't know. No, no, no. But even that, what I'm just saying is even if the plan works perfectly and it drives off the dock into the water, his chance of survival, I give him is 50%, maybe 50%. Yeah. Of don't, him surviving. Did they say something about having divers? They said they had divers. What's oh, her name? Says, yeah, standing when by. When she's yeah. freaking out, she's like, wait, what did you see? You saw squibs. There's divers in the water. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, so even if you know there's what? divers, it doesn't matter if he dies. And it doesn't I'm, matter if he's unconscious because the plan is still ruined. The game is over when they have to revive him yeah. and save him. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that, that was, um, they put that in after as like an, a later thought because they realized how fucking unbelievable everything was. Yeah. Well, the and so that's, that's like the end of too. Ocean's Eleven where they're like, oh, they put the safe and it's not the real safe. And then the, uh, uh, and then these guys are the guys. And it's <laughs> yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. fucking explaining oh, the movie to us. Oh, we should definitely right? yeah. that movie too. Okay. Because I think that movie, I've watched that movie many times and that might hold up. But um, this definitely has too many problems. It's just... You can't you can't expect us to <laughs> to suspend. You can you can we can let so much slide, but this movie's asking for mountains. It's just too much. Yeah, I, I, when I was reading a bit about this, um, David Fincher said that they just they never figured out the third act. They thought you can just keep going and it'll it'll work itself out. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna read what he said. You can just keep your foot on the throttle. It would be liberating and funny. Um, but he was wrong because yeah, he that's where, that's where the movie really falls apart. It just, I, I don't know how it could have come together. He just, he doesn't like this movie. He said after that it was a disappointment. Like I think Colin was saying that he got in fights with studios. Like he got in the fight with studio about this movie. There's third act problems. Yeah. I mean, he never should have done the movie. I think he said, and, uh, yeah. and I read that hit that he, you know, he just, it was overall a disappointment. Um, so, I mean, that actually gives Fincher a lot of credibility because I think we all think that this movie... Um, yeah, shit. he would probably Can I just call listen, it or what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no, he would probably listen. We got to talk about the things that we at least like. Well, okay. Like, what did everybody like about this? I like I, I like the acting. Michael um, Douglas does a really great job on this. He does. Brent made a very good comment that that anybody who's not a real actor that's participating with this is too good, right? Sean Penn's too good. If he's not an actor, which he's not, he's just a fucking spoiled rich kid. Why yeah. is he so good at acting? Why is his lawyer? Like if his lawyer, his lawyer has to know. Okay. So no, they said the, his lawyer said he didn't know. I know. The but lawyer, listen yeah. to this. His lawyer said he didn't know. But when they show up to the office where CRS is and it's not there anymore... His lawyer shows up with two detectives and several police officers in uniform. Now, did his lawyer not go to the real police station? Did his lawyer like get approached by CRS? And, he might like, have just made a, a phone call. but uh, Did he make a phone call they intercepted and then they I, sent fake detectives? They can detectives? do that. They can do that. Like, I I'd how assume they, they do it for him if they do it for Michael Douglas. But what I'm saying is, is his yeah. lawyer clearly knew something was wrong with him. His lawyer would have committed him. His lawyer would have never let him behave and act the way he was acting. He would have stopped him. You seem to he think that his like, lawyer doesn't work for him. His lawyer works for him. I know, his but lawyer his lawyer doesn't lawyer say, I'm committing you, I'm doing this. His no, lawyer his, says, you pay me a fucking couple million a year. I'll suck your dick. If his you want. lawyer, though, yeah. was a his lawyer was a friend. Like a, They probably have known each other for like since his father. Because of all like the reach-arounds. This, this guy's not going to fuck him over like this. I don't think. I, I don't... I, it doesn't work if the to me again it doesn't work if the lawyer is not in on it in some way if he hasn't been approached and told look like by his brother we're going to be doing something to Nikki and he's going to be acting very strange but it's all a part of his birthday plan and this is going to be good for him and you are going to like experience and you're going to have to just like you know advise him the best you can but just stay out of our way because if you didn't yeah. do that, none of this makes any sense if his lawyer's not. And his lawyer does say at the end, I don't know what's going on. To me, that's not believable that his lawyer didn't know what was going on. It's not believable at all. I you think know, it's believable that he didn't know what was going on, even if he suspected that there was something weird going on, 
which he must because Michael Douglas is telling him. And he's he not said an idiot. His brother he's a sent him to this lawyer. company. Yeah. And like I think he said it was his brother. Yeah, he told him all he told him exactly what happened. Yeah. That he went to this company and that they were doing something to him. Yeah, I don't see but, any problems with the lawyer. I like that the lawyer doesn't know because that at least makes it fucking believable somebody wasn't in on it, right? Yeah. That they, they at least had the sense not to engage his lawyer. His lawyer would be unable to, to take I just part. think his lawyer would have gotten real police officers and real detectives. I but don't again, think more- like John's saying, with Michael Douglas, when he calls and they intercept... They would intercept with the lawyer too. So I mean, We're, that to me the lawyer a hasn't stretch. signed a contract though. The lawyer hasn't signed know, a contract to participate yeah. in this. Weren't so you they, supposed to be talking about shit you like about this movie? No, just, just ah. I know, but I'm just saying you can't have you can't you can't intercept someone's phone calls, but identifying yourself as police officers to someone who's not participating in the game, it's illegal. Like yeah. they would go to jail. Uh, it doesn't make any that's a sense. Fine point. Also, running around with like sense. machine guns, firing blanks in neighborhoods, like eight guys in in dark having, uniforms with guns and getting into gunfights and yeah, ambulances and police cars blocking off roads where they're helping a homeless person who didn't nothing happened to, and it's all an act. Michael um, Douglas fires a pistol permit. into that guy's tire. And that was real. That w- and that was a real gun, and with real bullets that he shot. Re- I, I, he would have to see be, again. Right? Again, apparently it wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that guy was part of the game. Yeah. Um. So we got to believe that it wasn't. But even if it wasn't, it sounded and did what a real gun would do. His tire so went flat. For all intents and purposes, that guy's firing a pistol in Manhattan. Yeah. And you still don't shoot uh, like blanks Manhattan? in people's San Francisco? face. San Francisco, San Francisco, yeah, it was San Fran. It makes no, it makes zero sense if if they knew he was going to grab the guy's gun from underneath his coat and shoot it at that tire, and they yeah. put a squib on it. That makes yeah. no sense. No, That's how would they a real know? Bullet or maybe he shot the guy in the sense. face. Yeah. I mean, we've already we've already established there's a lot of things that don't make sense. <laughs> so, well, here's something else that I, I here's something else that I didn't really think about fully until we started talking about the movie is that this movie has the ever wonderful Armin Mueller Stahl in it, who plays Anson Bayer, who's running a company, and Nicholas feels compelled to go tell him really rudely that he's out of the job, and then later on goes on a tirade in front of his family. Throwing down um, nude pictures, throwing down nude pictures and doing shit, and then in front of his wife and sees dog. the guy in the and as at his suicide birthday party later, and the guy's like, "I don't know what's going on." Bye, and I'm like, you know what? That whole side story was fucking useless. It was, it was. not only does all the guy of it say, could have been cut. Not yeah, only does the guy, right. yeah, you're absolutely right. Not only does the guy say that that he doesn't know what's going on, but he thanks Nikki even after he came in. Screamed at him and threw pornography Polaroids at his, at his wife, wife and, and daughter. daughter. Right and on their tea like, party. And he did still, say that they'd explained, didn't he? They never will forgive him for that, the way they looked at him. I don't the, think they explained. Who explained? Explained what? No one knew what was going on. They no, I thought, so, I, thought, I thought that Bear said that uh, CRS explained to him what the deal was. No. Still. St- no, even he, well, he even still. That, no. Like you can't but, take back certain things. If his if, lawyer, if, come if on! His, if I come into your, uh, like you're having a big family dinner, your grandma and everyone's there, and I come in, and I'm like, "Fuck, John! Can't believe you did this to me!" And I throw down these naked pictures of me in all sorts of compromising pictures with people, and I'm like, "It doesn't matter if you're trying to frame me." And then, uh, and you're like, "Holy fuck! What's going on?" And then someone's like, "Hey, he's under like an immense amount of mental duress, and um, basically, we're trying to make him kill himself." So. <laughs> Like he's not acting himself right but now. Nobody, but you would nobody. go, oh, okay. But then right? I go. Remember no. that time that guy came in and threw fucking shitty porn <laughs> pictures everywhere? That was what about it boiled down to. But one Baird, <laughs> one Baird or whatever his name is, never says that at the end of the movie. And no, two, he if his lawyer says he has no idea what's going on, his lawyer and best friend, who's closest to him, says he doesn't know what's going on. No We're one went to Baird and told. No one went to Baird and told him shit. Yeah. Bear's not but, his lawyer. Again, his lawyer has a legal commitment. His lawyer could not play along legally. Okay, yeah, well, his that, lawyer that, would cease to be his lawyer I know, but you, and would probably no be disbarred if he did this. So but, they can't approach his lawyer just like they can't theoretically approach like real government officials and stuff. Yeah. 
But they never told Bear anything. He never said that in the movie. He said, I'm I thought he the did, best so maybe I'm no. wrong. He said, I'm having the best no. time of my life. He said, <laughs> thank you. Every line. He goes, well, I guess so you've seen him more than me. He goes, thank you very much or whatever, shakes his hand and said, I'm having the best time of my life or something. <laughs> and he's just like... Yeah, it I, I enjoy yeah, watching Michael you Douglas try to kill yourself. to him, doesn't he? And he says, "Don't worry, they explained everything." No, no, they, he doesn't say they explained everything. No, he mm. he apologizes for firing him or something, and he's just like, "No, you don't. No, you were right. Like I needed to retire." He apologizes for firing him. I'll be reading this goddamn script now because of Colin's goddamn. Let's watch the end of the movie not, for God's sake. Go it the it's a, the it is a it, it is a shame that that whole stream could be cut. Like. Yeah, maybe even down. I don't know the the, the naked no, pictures. I, I, I think right. we just had a problem with that. Michael Douglas's character would immediately blame that guy. There was no indication to us as the audience that made no sense either. Yeah, that made no, no right. sense. And yeah, you're you agree? I agree. And that he would like walk in be so out of control. Like as soon as you walk in the room and you reach in your pocket and you're getting ready to huck the photos and then you see him sitting back, relaxed with a cigar, with a fucking lady who's obviously his wife and another lady who's obviously his mistress or daughter either way then you calm down immediately and you don't smash those pictures into the guy's face i think not anyway. if you're a rational human being yeah you yeah. like are like oh wait a second i need to shift my strategy now especially someone who does business and is a businessman or respected that that is a man. huge break in character yeah yeah, it yeah. Make his face sense. isn't even in the picture so what good are they as blackmail for anything you can't no, just show pictures not. and be like, this is him. I swear it's him. I'd be like, where my face at? That ain't me. I got he's bigger tits than that. He's an executive at the highest level. You don't think he's dealt with fucking petty shit before yeah, like that? Yeah, I, I agree. Like people have threatened him before. That Him losing it like that is just not typical of the powerhouse character that you built him up to be. No, it's and, true. And he hasn't done enough at that point to be that, excuse me, that fractured that he would act in that kind of like a an irrational outburst. It just it it that's one of those moments that takes you out of the movie because it's ju you're just like he wouldn't do this. No, doesn't it doesn't matter matter what true. world I'm in. The character that you've shown me won't do this. So Yeah. Yeah. No, 100% it doesn't ring true at all. Yeah. Uh, not, um, there's a couple other moments in this movie that that feel that way too. Also, sure, like, yeah. they're so, so like, drugging him when he's like, there's just so many times they could have hurt him so badly. They drugged him when he was standing up and he did fall really hard on a hardwood floor. Then they continued to keep him drugged for at least 48 hours so that they could get him out of the woods that he was in, box him up, get him into Mexico somehow, in like completely unconscious, then found a, found a place that. They could put him in a coffin, like some kind of an abandoned church. <laughs> yeah. This would have taken this would have taken days. Yeah, because he yeah. was out in the middle of the woods in a cabin, like in I don't know what state, somewhere near San Francisco. So, like this would have taken a lot of planning. Like, what does a helicopter fly out to that cabin immediately after he passes out? Like, what the fuck? I, I mean, don't, just don't they've shown themselves to be prepared. They had the chopper on standby with the with the fucking uh, coffin crane ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> it just it bugs me it it bugs me this movie <sighs> also why not kill him it doesn't make any sense for him to wake up in mexico city alive and healthy other than a scratch on his nose now they, they have all his money him. and stuff and they've well just get just kill him well that's not their that's not what they do they they're not they don't scam people out of their money and kill them they do this elaborate they should game. though it's the yeah, same thing they, as why don't banks just kill you once you deposit your money? Ah, <laughs> oh, we got your money now. Kill ya. That's not a fucking good business plan. They have a business. They I don't, don't know. Just they get people. that hands on with it. I think they would have smoked them if it was real. But if it, it was I mean, real, you're not yeah. you're not wrong that some people definitely probably wouldn't do this. But I'm saying and, I'll accept my, that they're not going to do that. And my other business. biggest complaint, and even in '97, the uh, Fincher and the screenwriter and the actors should have known this and said, "Hey, this doesn't make any sense." Especially people who are in the movie industry who are all wealthy and like have houses and cars and have probably like had money issues or gone bankrupt in the past. I know people who've gone bankrupt. When you when <laughs> if you lose your money. On a on a on a Friday, on Saturday, your house isn't locked up, and and your bank accounts are closed, and your there's not chains on your gates. That's not how things work. Th yeah. Those things would have taken months. 
for his house to be foreclosed on, for them to go and lock it up and yeah. put a chain on the gate, that would have taken months. And in this well, movie, that yeah. took a day. That yeah. took one day one, for maybe them to two. lose. Yeah. Especially with everything. his lawyer not knowing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He'd be like, what's going on with this? And his lawyer would be like, I can't find paperwork for any of this. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And he'd That's be why like, his lawyer had to be in on it. I think his lawyer is a liar. He just didn't want to admit it. Fuck. Yeah, you would he think his lawyer is either inept or in on it. But <laughs> yeah. like, like, he was a guy who had $600 million. And then one day he had no car. He didn't ha- couldn't get into his house. He had no access to bank accounts, credit cards, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I mean... That's definitely unrealistic, but some shit can go down because look how fast Kanye's been broke. They like took away his bank accounts, took away everything, took away his degree, took away his fucking business partnerships. That guy went from like a billionaire to maybe he's broke now with just like 200 million, 500 million. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was also dealing with the Jews. And so, <laughs> that's the- <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. We know we know what a big fan he is of them. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes, oh he did make Kanye is a terrible example of a comments. human being, and he's a terrible example in this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we yep. shouldn't be comparing Van Horten to um, to Kanye. Mind Mind Fuhrer Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Van Horten's better than that. Yeah. Oh, better than him. Yeah, he is better. He doesn't appear to be at least the little bit white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't go over to people's houses with white supremacists as dinner guests. No. You know, no. he never once says, you know what? Hitler's kind of right. I didn't hear that in the movie at all. I did hear some <laughs> things that were apparently not there, so I may have missed it. Oh, my. Well, I think with that awesome uh, stream of consciousness, I'm going to transition into maybe calling this movie because... That's fine. Um, I think we've had enough. You know what is I like? <laughs> there's something about the idea of this that I like. And if, if there could ever be a movie about a super rich guy who pays for his brother to go through this insane experience that's all staged, if, I think you could do that. And because one thing that is, is big about this movie is um, with the psychology of it, like the first thing they do to Nicholas is leave the clown in the driveway where his dad had jumped to his death. Right. So they don't pull any punches with how serious they go. And they are trying to snap this guy out of a funk and get him to face some major things that have limited him in his later life. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's something there that's like, that's, that's exciting to watch and to see the transition into the person he becomes at the end. There's a big arc there. I'll say that Um, just, I I think he could have got there with some more believable stuff. I wish there was a better way to get him there with some more believable stuff that you could either get actors or whatever to do. Maybe in today's world with the technology we have, some of it is more better, but I don't want someone to make like a mission impossible esque movie called the game Two and, and do that. Like it's, it, this opportunity has been there and gone, but there was something here about the idea I like. And, um, I would never say this is one of Michael Douglas's worst movies probably be one of the ones I like him in more. Um, so that's all good. Sean Penn, I mean, he's fine in this, but does did he need to be in this? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't hold up. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. Can't see watching it again. Yeah, really. and I'll, I'll say something I've never said before. You, The directing is good. The acting is good. The music is good. The cinematography is good. It's the screenplay. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. It, there are second act issues that get set up that the third act cannot resolve and it's it it bombs it yeah and it's always a script i've never said that before but i'm gonna say it now <laughs> <laughs> it's always the script you yep. just can't get around it it just needed some rewrites you could have saved this movie this could have been a a good movie had it uh, had they gone in and done some major rewrites so we're doing the scene where I shoot at them and shoot at their car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not real. Yeah. So but it doesn't hold up. Don't think about it. Okay, let's go. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. Yeah. I guess no hold up Brad, for me anyway. Right Red toast. Yeah, I mean, even Fincher doesn't like this movie. It doesn't hold up. It's um, it's a shame. And I think that this idea could be repurposed. Not exactly like this, right? Like hard target. But I think the idea of a game. 
Hard targets, not the same fucking thing. Hey, they they, oh. they pay bums to run away from people chasing them. It's not too far off. When John well, was this, this is bums paying people to make them chase. Them. There you go. It's uh, there's something there. When, when John was describing <laughs> when 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 John was describing kind of the 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 thesis behind what the movie is about, how this person needs to deal with these things and they go through all of this stuff, and you see it get kind of brought out of them. Uh, yeah, but I was just, I can only think of Bobby Goodall, but no one's seen that yet. <laughs> so I was like, hells yeah, someone soon. did do that. Soon. <laughs> Sorry, Brent, keep going. Doesn't hold up. No. Uh, <laughs> Colin, Colin had to get his plug in. Yeah. So I get the finish. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't hold up. Bobby Goodall. <laughs> doesn't hold up. Um, it's a shame. I like Michael Douglas enough. Uh, I always love Sean Penn just about, but yeah. I mean, this role is, is so minor. You could have done with anybody, but yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to have a great person in it. Um, yeah, it's just a shame, man, because the movie is, is something that could have been really fun. And I don't find that there's any reason that this whole premise couldn't have been done in a more easily digestible manner and yeah. that it could have worked very easily. I don't think you could do it with editing. Um, I think it ha- would have to be probably some reshooting at least. But yeah, it doesn't hold up. I know. I know what would save this movie, and it's the same thing that saved Hard Target, and it was a Cajun Wilford Brimley. That's all you needed. Oh, chance, ça va bien, chance. Oh, we oui. spicy oui, mustache, oui. riding a horse like fucking crazy, amazing. I can't believe they got Brimley to do that. Diabetes. Um, Okay, we continue the stream of unsatisfactory movies. Boo! Three in a row, getting Jeez. all the thumbs down. Um, after a promising November with Wedding Singer and King Speech getting some good stuff from us. So, Great will, reviews, yeah. will we be able to save it with Black Swan? Uh, Ooh. Coming in, uh, have we done? Oh, yeah, we did uh, an Aronofsky movie before. So Black Swan will be We've our second. Recently. Yes, we have. What was the other one we did? Um, Requiem. Requiem, yeah. Oh, Requiem, yeah, great movie. Which held up. Hold so, yeah, up, we'll, we'll check out Black Swan. Then we'll get ready for our ever so passionate Christmas movie for Christmases because one wasn't enough. I might have made that joke already and I might make it one more time. <laughs> <the previous podcast. laughs> Actually, if that's the tagline for the fucking movie itself, I'll barf. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see. Oh, shit. It writes oh, shit. itself. It's amazing. Uh, so once we wrap up our Christmas episode, we'll fill you in on our New Year's and how we're going to handle the first couple of months of next year. We're going to go with some themed stuff because that's always fun for us. So we'll check it out. Uh, we get to do whatever we want. It's fucking great. Um, thanks for listening, <laughs> it everybody. It was great to have you on this one. Check us out for the Black Swan next week. We look forward to seeing you then. And, and as always, in between now and then, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.